Hello and welcome back to the Tennis Clubhouse podcast with your host Jamie and alongside me Ryan and Paul. This week on the Tennis Clubhouse podcast we'll be reviewing the two weeks that have just previously happened from the Miami Open, the second of the Sunshine State Tour, reviewing the ATP and the WTA Masters 1000 events, looking at who we thought did well throughout the tournament and who we thought didn't do as well. So boys, without further ado, let's get into it. Well, we thought we'd start this week with the uh, the news coming out of uh, tennis, which has made world headlines. Yep. Is that the Russian and Belarusian players are going to be featuring in this year's Wimbledon tournament. I believe playing under a, like a no-nation flag like they do in the Olympics. Yep. Uh, Paul, let's start with you. Thoughts? I think it's a good idea that you've got them back in playing. Good decision. Good decision. Yeah. You can't, how long are you going to... You know, ban them for, I think, one year ban's enough, and then let's get them playing. Yeah, I think when they when they made the original decision, obviously, the war is still going on and stuff like that. But obviously, when they were doing it, it was at the height and stuff like that, where they were unsure on how to sort of go about it, so they played it sort of safe. I thought uh, maybe... I think he means the beginning, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, when it was at the start. But now, obviously, they've sort of had time to reflect and stuff like that. And I think the players on the tour as well both agree that I think they should be playing and that the players aren't the ones, obviously, to be punished in this. Um, and for them to go by, obviously, the, the no-nation flag, I think, is correct as well. I think there's two things that made their decision up. And it's, one, they couldn't carry on with a Wimbledon tournament without ranking points again. Yeah. And two... Um. No, that's good, isn't it? Well, yeah, you had two points because not everybody just worries about the money, the ranking points, especially for the um, the high rank players. You worry about the ranking points rather than the money, yeah. So, and a lot of people with the protective ones. I know Gigini Bouchard last year she didn't enter Wimbledon because she got one free tournament to sort of enter based on her ranking points and thought, I'm not going to use it at Wimbledon because. You know, don't get no points. Not that she's doing any well now, Shazini. You you had your good stuff. And two... Oh, right. <laughs> um, they didn't want to get fined again, I believe, by the ATP WTA Tour. They got heavy fines, the LTA, from banning the players. So I think they're the two big points. If you can remember the first one, which I said a couple of minutes ago. Which was? Can't remember. <laughs> All right, we'll try back. But, uh, yeah, totally on, on that sort of side of things, I think it was a good, good sort of decision from the LTA to do that and I think it's good to include everyone because ultimately you want the best player at the tournament you know the likes of would that have affected last year's result if Medvedev was allowed to play um, does he do well on grass I don't think him. so he doesn't do that well on grass yeah. he only yeah. likes hardcore he's fuming with clay doesn't really like he should like grass because he's a hard server he might have done alright you never know we wouldn't know. we'll never know we will never know well we will because not from last year. Well, I guess we'll never know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, boys. Let's no, get this. Djokovic is going to win that. Doesn't matter if he was there or not. Let's get back focusing on we'll the tournament that has just happened, the Miami Open. Benoit Pair, boys, managed to actually get into a Masters 1000 draw. Past qualification. What are, what are your Hard thoughts on Hard qualification, I have to say. Yeah. He played Brower, who's a good uh, player from the Netherlands, and then he played uh, Cocker. And I'm sorry to have to tell you this. Cocker's he out. Cocker. Cocker. Cocker's out. Cocker's out. <laughs> um, he actually didn't have a bad draw in the first round. 
in Miami. Watanuki. Quite yeah. an old fella, I believe. It might not be. No, it's quite a young fella. But British. he didn't have a bad draw. Uh, but yet again, he was lower ranked than Benoit, but he's starting to break down that barrier. Yep. Like we said a couple of weeks before, because he beat Cocker, so. He is doing well. He's on his way back. Definitely on his way back. Although he did lose in a challenger uh, this week, but he's in another challenger. He's starting on clay, like many of the players now. First week on clay, and I think that's one of his preferred... I think that is his preferred surface, leading into Roland Garros. So he's looking like he's going to make a big push to qualify for French Open. Yeah, yeah. I think most of the tournaments this week starting on clay, aren't they? Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, so but that's obviously, I think, his main aim for the year, I reckon. Yeah, we are all pleased to see Ben White hitting a little bit, potentially form. He's winning, winning, winning more than he's losing recently as our yes. Ben White. Yeah. Um, you can't predict him because, like, he'll win a tournament and then he'll just go out first round. Like, you, you honestly can't predict it. It's time. But what I always thought was funny, you know, we always like to do our little stuff with the lucky losers and stuff like that. Cocker actually made it further in this tournament than uh, young Benoit, even though he got beat in the qualies. He got a lucky loser place, wins the first round and, you know, gets through a, bit, a little bit further than Benoit. Mm. So, ultimately, gets more ranking points than Benoit, gets a little bit more dinero, and Benoit beats him. Pass. But yeah, thought it was good. Just a little note to add in there anyway. So anyway, moving on to the actual draw of the Miami ATP. We've decided to mix up a bit this week, haven't we, boys? So we've all picked our own individual player. That's like our standout player who didn't make the quarterfinals, but he had an interesting run, maybe beat a bigger opponent than him. Um in the draw so we've all picked out our own individual players so JT if you want to kick us off with your player who I believe is well it's always the standard one for me I like to sort of keep track of this oh. boy uh, it's going to be your boy Rune not Rude Rune I thought he did well to get well to get as far as he did obviously is it's it Holger Rune challenges yeah, yeah well, you know I always like Holger Rune yeah. so he got obviously the first round that he beat Fuscovis which I think was a great win in straight 6-3-7-5 spell it uh, no I'm not going to spell his name there um, and then again Diego Schwartzman again another great player 6-4-6-2 six, six, anybody beats him he was lost a lot bit of form this season anybody beats him but I still think it was a good little confident oh, yeah. win and then coming up into a game he did lose unfortunately to Fritz um, in straight 6-3-6-4 six, six, but I think Fritz did play outstandingly well in that game um, and I think Rude is getting there but he's not he's not beating these players that he, he needs to, to sort of make a statement um, he's talked about I think he might sort of now start to plateau out he had a little bit of form obviously in the Paris I've been backing him to do well just not just not getting there for me at the moment later on these tournaments he hasn't got the power I don't think the power he's only 19 I don't think he's got the height or the power to he's got the power that, that boy he hasn't well, maybe got the I don't think he's got consistency not, not that one shot not that one Powerful. He's got power from both sides. They've all got power from both sides. I know know what you mean. He's not got... Compared to us, yeah, wow, power. (laughs) But yeah, also I just wanted to highlight with with Rune as well, obviously with his coach, I think, from the news that we left, it looks like he's left Patrick. um, He had a little three-month deal that extended another three months to six months. I think that's been great for him to have. You know, such a great coach by his side. I don't know who he's going to get now or 
what what that does now to his actual to game, his game and his yeah. style. Um, we'll have to see how, how that progresses. But um, yeah, thoughts on that really? That little six months spell, obviously getting a championship out of that in Paris, um, and skyrocketing up the rankings. So yeah, overall for myself, I was a little bit disappointed with Rune <laughs> and the way that he sort of played that tournament. I wanted him to go a little bit further and put a bit more of a statement um, with his game leading into the clay. And the player that I'm going to mention is Quinton Hales, the French guy who'd done quite well, won three rounds in Miami. Mm-hmm. First round, he beat Pedro Martinez in straight sets. And the second round, great win against Alex de Munoir in three sets, in three tight sets, tie break, three tie break sets. Yeah. Um, so that's a very good, very good win there. And another good win against Mackenzie McDonald, who beat Berrettini in yeah. the round before. Two yep. tiebreakers again. Two tiebreakers. So, and eventually losing against um, Daniel Medvedev, the eventual winner. Yeah. So spoiler. that was... Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> and that's three, three rounds in a row. The week before, he won three rounds in a row. Uh, challenger in Phoenix. So... I'm looking for good things to happen for this uh, Quinton Hales this year. Just going back to the um, Alex de Moura match. Yeah. He actually saved two match points in the uh, final set tiebreak. So that was a pretty decent effort for him. And I don't know if you've come across this um, Quinton Hales before, any of you two lads. I've heard the name definitely ringing more now. Um, I haven't watched a lot of him, I'll be honest. But I think from the sounds of it, you know, from what you said, a few results as well. I think he's had... His name's. I think he's won a tournament recently, or not, or definitely gone deep into a tournament previously. Where I feel like he's definitely done something, or definitely beaten some big names. I think mm, I followed him a bit. He was good towards the end of last year. I know that. I don't know if he's done a lot this year. He definitely had a decent end to his um, season last year. And Frenchman coming in form to the French Open. Another. Good pick for uh, French players at the French Open, I think, Paul. Yeah, it's whether he play, how well he play on the clay, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. How well he transformed from the hard courts to the um, the clay courts. Yeah. But moving on, my player is Lorenzo Sonego or Sonego. Um, decent Miami Open lost to Serundula. If I think I'm saying it right, Paul. Yes. Yeah, sounds good. In the round of 16. Um, but if you look at some of the names that he beat in the Miami, you start off Dominic team, always a hard one. Is uh, it he beat nowadays? him 2-love. Yeah, it's still hard to beat Dominic team. Okay, Just so. the name alone, I mean... Yeah, the presence. I think, I think he's still got shots. He could shock, shock anyone his day. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, he beats Dan Evans in the second round. He was set down and he goes on to beat him. Uh, but I don't think Dan Evans is the same Dan Evans of last year. And then I think a big upset, well, because I actually tipped Francis Tiafoe to maybe win yeah. this Miami Open, is beating Francis Tiafoe in America in a big event is quite a in performance. Sets. I, think, sets. I think that's quite uh, like a wow result for me. That was, especially in that round, that was the biggest result I thought. And then obviously lost to uh, Serendula. But previously, Sonigo, if you don't know him, he won the Mets ATP tournament last year. He beat the likes of Bublik, Hercatch. So when he goes on a hot streak, 
he's actually quite decent, this guy. If you don't know him, he's, he's actually quite a good player. But, uh, yeah, I think he lost a bit of a, a chance here to go far because he lost to Serendillo, who played Karen Kachanoff in the next round. So I think he had a chance to go quarter-final, semi-final, I think. But and he's the Italian bit. with the one-handed backhand or two-handed. Because mm. I get confused between um, Musetti and... No, Musetti's the one-hander. Musetti's the one-hander. Sonego is the two-hander. He's the guy who wears the bandana. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do like this guy. I think, you know, from what I've seen, I remember, I think he's got a little bit of a feisty streak in him yeah, as he's, well. He's, he's, he's Italian. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But do you remember when uh, yeah, the, well, Nadal got a little bit riled up by him? I do, do you remember? Yeah, was, right, yeah. was that at Wimbledon? Was that Wimbledon? Yes. yes Wimbledon. When he called him to the team. net, he went... Yeah. Because he was grunting, was he? Yeah. Something like that. And I thought, and his shot making is, you know, he's got some great highlight reels from my team. When he goes on hot streak, he's actually decent, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. It's not really happened for him this year from the results that I can see. Nothing's really <coughs> snowballed, if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, he's got a tournament in him because he won the Mets ATP. Yeah. Sebastian Corda, Hercatch, and Bublik was his three of the beat of the Mets. Yeah. So I think he's just one to keep an eye out on. Yeah, and just with the Francis Tierfell one, what was this score in the... I know it was straight. Was it, it was comfortable six, straight? 6-3, 6-4. Let me just have a look. 6-3, 6-4. Yeah. So, quite comfortable against, uh, as I said, Francis Tierfell in America in a big tournament is... Do you think maybe it was just Francis going a bit deep last week and it's just caught up with his caught up with him? Um, I don't know. There could be parts to that. I didn't see the game. Maybe pulled up, but... It wasn't like he didn't batter him, so he was always it was good tennis being played. But uh, yeah, I thought Sonigo had a good tournament, and I guess now we'll move on to the quarterfinals, boys. Yeah. So yeah, Alcaraz came through in the first quarterfinal against Fritz, winning six four six two. Sinner came through in the second one against Rusevel Rusevelli Rusevori six three six one. Then in the quarterfinal number three, Medvedev beats Eubanks, 6-3-7-5. And then Karen Kashinov coming through in the fourth against Serendulo, Serendulo, 6-3-6-2. So, yeah, great great for those guys to Yeah, all convincing um, scores. Yeah, just a big shout out there. We've, we've not mentioned Eubanks as well. What a great little tournament he had as well. Breaking into the top 100, which yes. is... Ultimate we achievement, but then it, getting a load more bonus wins as well coming through. So six match uh, win streak in Miami. Really? So that's like oh, it's through qualification as well, yeah, wasn't it? So, Basically, yeah. like he won the tournament for himself to go through sure. all those games. It's about as many as you have to win to win a Grand Slam. So yeah, seven for Grand Slam, as many. Oh, but yeah, we'll just go a little bit more in depth then about each of the semi-finals that that had. It's it's fair to say I'm gutted to say I missed the first well, semi-final. Just, uh, let's introduce it. Jamie had a shocker, to be honest. Yeah. He was the one who was saying, we've got to watch this game. We've got to watch this game all together, Alcaraz Sinner. And Paul, what happens? He fell asleep. <laughs> he fell asleep. He had too much to drink um, a few hours before. In the evening, yeah. Yeah. Poor preparation. Poor preparation. Which led to poor performance yeah. on the game. Yeah. Paul actually rang Jamie about 15 times during the match after each Good point. Actually, good point. Just to I'm see him get him down here. I went up to get him, and he didn't want to. He was unconscious. <laughs> yeah. So... Shattered. Yeah. Gutted to have missed he him. When I woke up and I saw the it. score, 
he won in two. There was a first set tie break. Boys, take it away. You guys have said that first set was the best one of the tournament, potentially. I mean, we could go on and on and on. You know, Paul, I, would be, I wouldn't even be here if I missed that game. Do you know what I mean? The audacity to turn up on this pod if I missed that game. But the first set was absolutely amazing. Yeah. The amount of decent, point, decent shots in that first set was incredible. Yeah, it did. The quality definitely teetered off after that first set, I think. Yeah. Because it was so yeah. high. It was so high. So you amazing. couldn't... Yeah, you couldn't. There was the one rally, everyone must have seen it by now, where Alcaraz is on his arse and then he's at the front of the net <laughs> and then Sinner just flicks it round the corner. The backhand. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that one as well, boys. I did see yeah, that one. Yeah, We've seen, we seen it live. We've seen it live. It's yeah. oh, just yeah. a difference, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you see it live. Yeah. Yeah. Hits a little bit different, and then yeah, some of the hitting as well that they, that they did. Well, that I saw on the highlight reels. Fair yeah, to the say, ball striking was outrageous. I think it was ruined by the Alcaraz injured. Was he? I can't actually remember. He, I'm sure he came up injured or something. Did he not play? No, he wasn't injured. Yeah, I'm sure he called the. Uh, Might have called the trainer on or something in the second or the third. Or did his quality just go down? Sure I think no, from what I from what I've seen, Sinner's um consistency won in that match. I just Alcaraz at the end made too many enforced errors. Yeah. But Sinner was at a level majority of that match at a level that Both just know, hitting the ball. Well unforced errors wise, they were pretty evens apart from until it came to the third set. And yeah. Alcaraz made double the amount of one-forced yeah. errors to Sinner. He made 10. That's said, Paul. Sinner made five. Yeah. So, good point, Paul. And I guess we got the stats to back it up. And yeah, yeah. how long was that game? Was it like a three-hour match or something like that? Was it long? It was definitely well, long. Just over three hours. Just three over hours, three, three hours. Yeah. The first set alone, though, hour and 20. Yeah, I remember so. what, I remember watching the, the highlight reel. I think they were like, what, seven minutes was the whole and the five minutes and like 30 seconds was the entire of the first set. I think yeah, you can't really get the feel of the game from a highlight reel. Uh, it's not like... You've not got the energy, have you? Mm, or the crowd. The crowd and everything. We, it's like we were there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, gutted to have missed that one. Don't know what I, mean. I will say, I, it will not be happening again, boys. No, I will not, not going to let that happen on my watch. But as Paul pointed out to me, we go on to the European side yeah, now. European so, time. the time zone's a little bit better for us anyway. So probably won't happen again. But yep, the other the other semi final as well. Medvedev, Karen Kashinov. You know, this one was during my time when I was drinking as well. So unfortunately I didn't <laughs> didn't get to see this one. Not the best really. But as I said, Medvedev coming through there in what looks to be what we didn't expect it originally. A lot tighter than yeah, first thought. Kachinov taking the uh, middle set there. Yeah. Well Kachinov is a decent player. It's not like he's gonna turn over Karen Kashinov, I don't think. He's a decent player. No, I think well yeah, Karen obviously beaten, you know, the likes of Stefanos before to come through that one. And uh, mm. Lehechka as well. He was another yeah, another great player yeah, yeah. that's been playing well as well. So I think Karen, you know, did very well just to get to get as far as he did really. He had him uh, on the ropes because he obviously won the second set and then he had break point in the first service game of the third set. So yeah. if he converts that Maybe he's under more pressure, but decent game. Yeah, and then just on that, obviously Medvedev, brilliant in all hard courts. This this sort of starter, he's made finals minimum, really, and so you know that says it all really about him yeah. on the hard courts. Is that taking us into the final? I think it's a great, it's a great sort of lead off. I think disappointing but, final. I thought to be honest with you, 
Yeah, I actually thought Sinner had that. From what I've seen on uh, against Alcaraz, Sinner's definitely got it. I think he was um, he was a little bit f- fatigued. Was definitely what played a part in that first set. I remember he called the trainer on. It was all a bit. Yeah, I think he was struggling with the heat. They were saying obviously they're very hot in Miami. They've been going for yeah, four weeks yeah. sort of straight now. He was walking around like after he. After most points in the first set, like stretching out his hamstrings yeah, and stuff. Like you all say, that was Sinner's final, the semi-final, wasn't it? Yeah. So maybe he's just... Bit shattered. Out, yeah. Oh, yeah, as I said, well, from what you guys said, I thought, and what I've seen of Sinner, I thought he was going to steamroll Medvedev, and we kind of maybe forgot how good Medvedev is. And I think what, definitely what helped Medvedev, I think, is the way he stands so far back, and so the likes of all the points were going on a lot longer, so... The longer the points went, Medvedev wins a lot more, um, which obviously played straight into Medvedev's hands. I know Sinner got the early break in that first set, but from watching it, from what I saw, he was lucky to get that first break. Medvedev was always knocking on the door beforehand to get it. You know what? It'll be interesting to see Medvedev on the clay because I didn't know it was like this. I've just looked at his previous results. He played at Rotterdam, he won. He played at Doha, he won. He played in Dubai, he won. Indian Wales, he lost in the final to Alcaraz. Miami, he won. So that's, what, five tournaments I've just listed there. Yeah. Have you got the but Australian Open? Won. Australian Open, uh, he lost to Corley. But um, after Australian Open, he has been deep the dominant yeah. force. So I know he doesn't like the clay, and I know he's never really done well on the clay. But what's he going to do? Because he's been absolutely, I didn't know it was like that. He's absolutely dominated. Yeah. Post-Australian Open. Yeah, I think, well, the clay's a little bit different. He, he likes the longer points, Medvedev. Well, he stands deep at the back, you know. He doesn't like maybe those longer points, but that did play for him, in you know, in the final. But I think maybe he doesn't move as good. Maybe that's why he doesn't like the clay. You've got to be able to move differently, get around the court. Sometimes he blames it on the slip or, or something like that, the clay. But, yeah, well, if he didn't do well last year on the clay, then he wouldn't have loads of points to defend this year on the clay, so... Trim. I'll have to look back at his uh, last year's um, clay courts. I know you obviously said, um, you know, Medvedev, just how well he's done. If you have a look at how many points he's actually, if I try and find that, it's points to date or something like that, I'm pretty sure they do. Points to date? Well, like in terms of like the live ATP singles race, Medvedev has picked up 3,000 points this year on the tour, which is, you know, Djokovic has picked up 2,400 points. But then, you know, the next one is Alcaraz, who's won bump. 19,000 points, so for 3,000 points, in terms of how many points he's actually got currently now on his rankings of where he is, majority of them all come now. Yeah. So it's likely, I'm thinking, he's going to climb up that race to, you know, definitely get in top five if he continues it, see how well he does on the, on this sort of clay swing. Mm, interesting. In the, uh, just out of interest, Roland Garros last year he lost in the round of 16 to Marin Cilic. Oh, it's a bit of a shock one considering yeah, Chilich is. I don't really see Chilich as a as a clay king. Clay yeah. Yeah. You what? Know, you would have had a good chance to make the final because Rublev, Rune, and Rude were in his side of the draw. Oh, Rude was playing well back then. He's yeah. clay cup. Well, but yeah, but anyway, that's just. But now does last year on the clay. Yeah. But we'll have a look how he gets on on the clay in the next couple of weeks. But ultimately, you know, we have been saying how good Medvedev has been in the the rankings points. 
Novak Djokovic, you could argue, did better this week, even though he didn't play. I think he had a great Miami Open, Novak. Yeah. You know he what I mean? He had a great um, two or three weeks, haven't he? Yeah, hasn't he? he had a great time. Yeah. It was maybe more Alcaraz not defending his points, therefore he loses the points, and Djokovic has reclaimed his throne back at world number one. play Indian Wells and Miami and go back to world number one? That's impossible. It's all about defending the ranking points, isn't what it, Ryan? stupid, that. They're, it's just... Rubbish system. It's a good system when you it's think about it. I'm system. not going to go into well, how, how it to how describe it. How would you do it? How would you do it? You start from scratch, and then as you win your tournaments, those points just accumulate. Yeah, that's what they do have. They have like I guess you could call it like two sad ones. That's why I was referring to Medvedev winning three thousand points from the start of the year. He is currently the number one based on all the points he's won from tournaments. Yeah, so Porsche should... I never knew this before today, right now. Medvedev is the live from this tournament, number one. But the real number one in the world yeah. is Novak Djokovic. Because you have to accumulate from all of last year's. Yeah. That's why you have to defend your points. But come the end of the year, when everyone's played, then that's all the tournament. That's all the points. And that's why you get the top eight players from the year. Because they've either defended all of their points... Or not, but or they've won. Yeah, or they've won. Yeah, but they've won all the points from the start of the year. That's where it goes towards. That's confusing, that. Can be a little bit confusing, but once you see it on a phone and kind I didn't of know understand two, it, two rankings. Well, you've got the ATP one, and you've got the live one. Yeah, they don't do that in other sports. Like golf doesn't do that. That just accumulates from the start of the year. I think that's probably very, yeah. But they just do, they just do scratch from the start of the year yeah. type thing. They don't rather. I think tennis should do that. But you like the Break Australia. Break it in New Wales. But then, obviously, at the start of the year, there's no... How are you going to do seeding, then? That's the only problem. You do it from last year's rankings. Whereas golf, you don't need seeding. That's why it works for yeah, them. Yeah, but it works. I've just told you, you do it from last year's rankings. So that's and basically... And you can take a point what they're doing. each year to cut new rankings in for the new seedings. But that's basically what they're doing now. They take from last year's. So that's why you get the seeding and stuff like that. To keep all your hard work that you've done. Yeah, but Medvedev should be the world number one right now. They're alive, That's... he is, based on all the points he's won from yeah, the start of the year. Yeah, but he isn't in seedings. He is, but he's he seeded 10th or something like that because of his last year's performance. No, if we go in, if the French Open starts right now, tomorrow, Djokovic's going to be well than one. Yeah. But I don't think that should be true. Medvedev should be ranked one because he is the live number one. I know, but what about all of Djokovic's works that he's done last season? Why are you just discrediting that? To Djokovic's unfortunate situation where he can't, why are you punishing him? He's done all of the last season. Why can't he still keep it then? Well, you could look at it on the other way and in Medvedev's camp and say he's done all this work this season yeah. and he's still not being rewarded which as the will, number one ranked. Which will pay dividends later on the season and for the next season coming forwards where he'll gain all of his points. What? That's like, that's like saying Christmas is coming up round the corner and I'm going to give you all these presents. But you can't open them till May next year. All right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're, get, we're getting off topic here. What guys. do you think, yeah. no, What do you think, though? Do you know what I mean, though? But it's like, you've done really well, but you can't have these rewards until... You can't have all these points that you've gained till next year. It doesn't make sense to me. But I understand why they do it, because you need to separate the live, live rankings to um, the current rankings. But as you can see, Djokovic is... As we've said, Djokovic is still second, so he's still like he's not like he's not done. You know what I mean? He's still second. <sighs> anyway, it's good. It's good chat that I think. Yeah. That was good. That it's was good. That was well weighed. Let us know what you think, viewers.
They won't. I don't. Yeah, they won't. But uh, yeah, so let's move on to the WTA side of things now for the Miami Open boys, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. So for the WTA Masters 1000 in Miami, we're going to jump straight to the quarterfinal results. So Paul, if you want to take us through that and how they went. Yeah, so we had in the quarterfinal one, we had Ryback and they beaten Traverson quite comfortably, 6-3, 6-love. Yep. Quarterfinal two was um, Jessica Pagula beating Potapova in three tight uh, sets, 4-6, 6-3, 7-6. And quarter three, we had Petra Kvitova yep. uh, beating Alexandrova. Another three setters, six three, three six, six three. And a final quarter final, quarter final four. Um we had the surprise Sabalenka going out to Sonia Castilla in straight set, six four, six four. Shock of the tournament in the winners. Shock side of the tournament, Sabalenka going out. It is. Didn't didn't really foresee that coming. I thought we so, all thought she'd go straight through. To Castilla, Paul. I haven't I'm not familiar with Castilla. Fill me in. Romanian. Romanian, done quite well. Got to the quarterfinals of Roland Garros a few years ago. Not yeah. quite sure how many years ago, but yeah. did have a decent career. I think she was plagued by injuries, and now she's sort of uh, making a bit of a comeback. Bit of a comeback. But was a decent player in times gone by. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, the result that she beat Sabalenko, although it was one break, you know, only one break in it, but did well to do it in straight sets, which is quite a shock. I don't know if Sabalenka had an off day. She also beat uh, Garcia earlier on in the tournament as well. So, yeah, quite a Caroline good Garcia, run yeah. her. Also, in the other um, quarterfinals, just want to touch on the Pagula match. Um, she was actually 5-4 down, uh, and Patapova was serving for it at 40-15, at 5-4 in the third. And Pagula, obviously, Ultimately saved off. the match points, then led on to break points, broke a serve, and then it went all the way to a tabric. So, actually, it was 5 all. then Pagula bottled it, 6-5, Patapova, another chance to serve it out, lost a serve, 6 all, oh. and then tabric to finish her off, so Pagula could have been out there. And this Patapova, Patapova, Potapova, yeah. are you on to a pull? Because she is not bad, you know. Not bad at all, is she? She won in Austria earlier this year. She lost to Pagula, again, Indian Wells, tournament before this. She's not a bad player, though. And, um, yeah, she's only 22, from Russia. She'll be a Wimbledon. Yeah. So, keep an eye out for her. She's Beat, all right. um, Coco Goff. Yeah. In the um, second rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Miami. She's not. Damn. She is decent. She's my favourite player. Yeah, yeah. So, get Wait. on there in the future. So, and that led us to right back in the Pagula semi-final which obviously went to right back in there. Um, and then Kvitova, Kirstia, which Kvitova won. Mm-hmm. Um, and very surprising in the final for to see Kvitova win the final. Well, really I'll, surprised. I'll say myself, based on previous ones, I did say Kvitova was, was doing bits. I had her to win, actually, the Indian Wells. But, you know, a week later she comes and, and does the... The business, fair to say, in an exciting first set of tennis anyway. Yeah. Um, as you know, she won 
in a tie break that was what like 16 14 16, or something like that 14 how many how many set they must have had, i think they had four set points apiece maybe or something like that i don't One, know two, two three four, four. Five apiece. Five apiece. Oh, apologies for Five that. Um, but yeah, ultimately, Kvitova taking it in the end and then going on to win the next set. Was it quite comfortable in the whoever, next set? Whoever wins that, a tiebreak like that is nailed on to win the next set. You're never going to uh, mentally come back from yeah. a 16-14 tiebreak. Yeah, it was a 6-2 final set, yeah. second set. Yeah. And that's basically that's basically what happened, isn't it? Yeah. You're not going to come back from that. And as you say, the likelihood of anyone going on to win back-to-back both for the Sunshine is a, is a difficult feat anyway for anyone to do, especially men, know, or, men, women. men or women. There's somebody only a handful. Hasn't of Nadal done it or something like that? Or he's the last one to do it, I'm pretty sure I've seen. Has he? No, it couldn't have been Nadal. Sure Nadal's not hard course. It would have been either Djokovic. It would have been Djokovic. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure it was Nadal was the last one to do it, like 2007 or something like that. Oh, 2007. Could be wrong. That could be. That could be well wrong. That to be yeah. fair. <laughs> I can't find that out. Yeah, but uh, go on. But now, as you say, I think it's again on the women's side of things. Always producing shock surprises. Kvitova, one from the past, but coming in good. And as you say, results throughout the tournament. Shocks coming. As you're saying, Garcia losing early. Um, Anjabeer again, not really doing it again. Coming knocked out in the second round. Um, and as you saying, the big one there was Sabalenka. Sabalenka, yeah. Just going back to it, lads, I found out three names have come up to have done the double at the Sunshine State. Uh, and I was wrong, obviously. Yeah. Um, Should we guess? Roger Okay, well, there's one of our guesses. Roger Fedra. Yeah. Is it ATP only? or? Uh, there's one ATP name and there's one women. Well, women's got okay. to be Serena. No. No. So uh, I know this one. Just get the man first. Get him out of the way. Okay, so Djokovic. Djokovic. Djokovic and Roger. Yeah. And so now we just need one woman. Who woman. Won? Yeah. Monica Sellers. No. Oh, uh, Steffi Graf. Yeah. Yeah, I know my stuff. Yeah. Oh. And when was the last time round? Was it like two thousand? Must have been a Roger. Been, it would have been Nova. Would have been Nova. I'm assuming when he was dominating. Give me the years. Right? It would have been Nova because if it was Novak's done it four times, so you can imagine that. Uh, ah, yeah. Oh, 2017. 2017 there was that. So you're right with though. You got the seven right, right? Technically, so yeah. you were close there. Um, oh no, it was Fedra. Oh, it was Fedra. 2017. Fedra 2017. He was the last one to do the double at the Sunshine. So yeah, as I was saying, three people to only do it. You know, Alcaraz was close to bidding for it. He was going to be the only one to do it without dropping a set. But obviously, do you know what I think it is, and I think this why it's so hard and why there's only three players to ever do it because if you think about it. It's 12 games you have to win over four weeks. There's no week break, is there, in between? It just rolls into it, doesn't it? Well, it's like one and a half game weeks, isn't it? The, yeah, the... so I think that's why it's so hard to do. Because in a month's worth of tennis, you have to win 14 straight games in a row in the hard conditions of the heat. Yeah. And I think it's the hardest conditions on the tour. That's why I think it's only been done by three people and it's quite a feat to do. Do you not think, Paul? Yeah, I do, it's yeah. 12 or 14 games. I think it's 12 games you have to win in a row over a month's period, which is in the heat, which is why. I've never thought about it like that, but that's probably why it's not really been done much. Yeah, games come in thick and fast. What's that, a tennis game every, what, three days or something like that you're expected to play? Yeah, over a month's period. If you 
stretching out over the month. Back to back. These boys are enduring long games and stuff yeah. like that. Injuries, recovery. I think that is quite. It's a pretty mean feat. Yeah. Yeah, especially in the heat of the desert in Indian Wells. I never thought about that, but that. If we were to make a prediction, boys, on who would be the next person to do that, would you like to stick to your neck out to do the, the uh, Sunshine, Sunshine Coast? State double? Um, in the men's, I don't think you could. If you don't, if you're not going to say Alcaraz, look yeah. past it. That could be Djokovic again. You I'm going to say Medvedev. Djokovic has to do it in the next. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Next he has to get years. there first of all. Together. He's allowed back now. He's he'll allowed back. back. He's allowed he'll back. Be allowed back. It just happens, and he's not allowed in. He is in April. They stopped now. They allowed. They changed the rules in yeah. April, which is why he couldn't play. Oh my tra- god, is that why? Yeah, he was trying to get a special exemption, but couldn't couldn't get in. All right. So well, I'm gonna say uh, Medvedev could do that. He's got the uh, game to do that. He was in the uh, he was in the final two finals. Yeah. So as you say, Medvedev, I'll go for Alcaraz. More more likely to. Well, if you just had to throw a name out there, men or women. No woman. Swytek. <laughs> he gets to go. He loves his. He gets to say great little thing that one. Throw a name on I'm just looking. Christie got to the uh, quarterfinal of uh, Indian Wells last week as well. Oh, okay. So she's, fair to say, consistent. Beating Gossie. Did you mention Gossie's yeah. being Gossie? You know what? I thought you were quite on that chat. Is that because you're just looking? No. Just all that time just for I, that I was, I was looking at the... The quarterfinals of this week's tournament for the women's. Um, this week's tournament already. Miami Open. Oh last yeah! Week. Oh yeah! Last week, yeah. 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 Kirsty was the only unseeded player. Um, That's good knowledge. But the you know they're quite different to last week. So there's loads of different names coming out of the women's. You know yeah. what I mean? Quarterfinal stage. So just good to see. Hard to predict week by week. Did, stuff like that. So Jay, did Eager pull out of this tournament? Is that what happens? Or did she even enter it, Paul? Eager, I believe. Eager Shantek, didn't she? She pulled out of this She pulled out of the she? tournament, yes, she did. Yeah. Before the start. Before the start. Yeah, yeah, she it. did, yeah. yeah. So that, like, changed the draw completely. Yeah. Didn't it? You got a... Not the draw, but it changed the top half. It was an easy run through. Yeah, or... right back in. Right back in. But, uh, yeah, no, apart from that, boys, it was another good good pond, well-reviewed well anyway. What's the up-and-coming tournaments now? The likelihood moving forwards? Where's our boy Benoit? We know he's in Italy, isn't he? Boy Benoit. Uh, um, a challenger in... Italy. Italy, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, you tell us where the tour's heading, I'll tell you where Benoit's heading. So the, the men are in Houston, Marrakesh and Estoril in Portugal. All 250 tournaments. Yeah. yeah and the women are the are in uh, Charleston and Bogota. Oh, yeah. Charleston one's quite big. That's yeah, it's yeah. 500... Um, mm. Pointer. Uh, ben Mopper is playing in Barletti in a Challenger event in against Italy. 254th in the world. He's a little bit early for us anyway. It's a month early before we obviously go over. Um, and when's the next big Masters one? Isn't it Monte Carlo? I seem to Monte Carlo is the next one. It's the next one coming up, which Nadal is hoping to be fit back for. He, that's his aim. It's Monte Carlo, isn't it, I believe? Is Monte Carlo in Monaco? Yep. Yeah. Is that a country? Yep. Yep. Yeah. No worries, right? We'll go there sometime, but uh, the, that's, that's a little bit more um, expensive tournament. Is that ATP and WTA? No. No, just, just ATP. Just ATP. Oh, okay. And that starts on Sunday. Yeah. The, uh, it does. Must be qualified. Oh, so these yes. events this week, just the one weeker? Yes. Yeah. How do they do just one weeker? So they just start literally on a quarter final. Generally, they like four games to win. It's like Would four or five games. It's like five yeah. games. Five games. Five games. Small events are just one week. 
I know they're just one week, but like in a in a normal uh uh thousand event, yeah. one week is just three games. First round, second round. Third yeah, but round. they stretch out. These are more back to back. You play back to back. So I think after the first game week, you get your break or your bye, and then afterwards you're playing quarter. You're playing round of sixteen Every quarters, day. semis. Yeah, you're Whereas playing. Whereas the other one, they do day off. Yeah, or you get your little break in there. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and stuff like that. But no, I think we'll be looking forward to tournaments that will be coming up now. Um, we're getting into the European sort of side of things, so we should be able to potentially watch a little bit more games. Anyway, hopefully, I won't be missing any. Um, and we get to see the variety of the clay. I love the clay court myself. We all play on the yeah, clay court we, at home. We play, uh, yeah, we're on into the clay court season. Any um, standout tournaments in the clay? Well, obviously, it's going to be the Italy one that we're the going to. One that we're going to at the moment. It'll be very good to see the clay live and in person. Outside yeah. of it, I like the Madrid. I like Madrid. Uh, the Barca. We're not going there. We couldn't afford Madrid this year. As I say, yeah, the Monte Carlo one is a great one to, to go to. Monte Carlo one's good. Jok- Djokovic's residency, that's where he lives, isn't he? In Monaco. Does he? Yeah, that's know. where he's there. Doesn't he? Oh, I like in the clay tournament. Uh, in the clay season, sorry. Djokovic always plays that Belgrade-Serbian one. And they send him off. He plays on the Didn't clay he? in Belgrade. And they send him off to uh, the French Open like he's a like a war hero. Like they all clap him on because obviously he wins it every year. He didn't last year. I think he lost to Rublev in the final. But they always clap him off to the French Open because obviously he's going to play Nadal. Is that his own tournament? It's basically his own tournament in Serbia, yeah. Did, they, did he not get COVID? Did he not um, infect everybody with COVID? Um, no, with that was a tournament he made up. That was like oh, a little, little, little exhibition one oh, for a few of them. But that's good, that one. They play it. Every year he's always in it. It's like a, it's only a two fifty, yeah. and they clap him off when he does his final speech because he always talks about going to the French Open, like he's some war hero. <laughs> a little bit of a warm up one for him. So if the Serbians clap Djokovic off, then on his way to the French, shall we clap, clap ourselves, ourselves off? off yeah. yeah, on our way to our next one. Next yeah, what? our next podcast. podcast then. Yeah, on our way, boys. Yeah. Well done, boys. <laughs> See you next week. I'll do that again. I think there's something different, okay?